0: Do you have a Halloween costume picked out yet?
1: I feel like 50% of the questions I've been asked today were just to get a reaction. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) I don't know. There's been a lot of throwaway questions. Throwaway? Yeah, you know, like like questions that you don't answer, you just throw them away.
0: Oh, like how are you? Like that's a throwaway question? That's a throwaway question, yeah. Okay, because I really don't care.
1: This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White and you are tuned in to episode 44 of The Real Word.
0: Oh, I thought it was 43. Mm, no.
1: No. Nope. It's 44. Cool. We've got for the main topic a question. We really appreciate quite Actually, it was it was a comment was with a, comment. a question in the comment. So David Reibstein. I think that's how you do it. I don't know. R E I B stein. Reibstein? Reibstein? Reib? David.
0: David. Thank, thank you, you
1: for the comment. He's if, like our
0: first racketeer.
1: Uh, he's not the first racketeer. We've had questions, well, but
0: No, not for this is the first this one. This is a great one. Yeah. All right. You know, maybe yeah. not the first one, but Definitely not the first one. The first the first time we've named you a, a racketeer. How about that?
1: We're going to name all the questions and commenters racketeers or racketers.
0: Racketeer. Rack- racketeer? Racketer. Is that even a word?
1: Racketeers. It's like So David, and we'll link up the article. There's an Inman article where the Redfin CEO, Glenn Kelman, says there's too much money in real estate. And that led David to ask, is there too much money in the commissions being paid? What do you think about that? So, I mean, in his point, and we can actually, in the comments, we can put Mm -hmm. his whole, we can repost his comment in this. Yeah. Um, description, if we want, I've got it here for you guys.
0: Well, we sort of touched on a little bit last week. Yeah, we, he we gets keep into on the talking about right. We keep talking about iBuyers. We talked last week about that company. Oh gosh, what state was that company in last last week? Um, we're
1: there.
0: are there now. Yeah. Watching TV. You're watching TV. No, go You're watching keep, TV? Going. keep going. Um, where there is that brokerage that is now offering out sort of that link out for an immediate offer right we so i feel like all of this sort of like work Remember, hello are you yeah, here i'm you're listening here? i'm listening wow huh hmm. there i was remember nothing. What, there i was remember what like we talked about last week but happening. what
1: do you think about his specific question is right. there too much money in the commission
0: so again i think that it's very interesting because we were ha- we were sort of touching on yeah. this conversation last got, week got that far. I, yeah I, I i you know what
1: you're not gonna quit on me
0: that's all
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens can't frustrate nicole what do you so, think? You don't I, think there's too much commission when you get, a, when you get a six or five? I don't think he five, But again, in, in
0: in in this, he goes over. You know, because we, you and I started uh, off camera discussing salaried um, agents because he does yeah. bring up salary. He does mention the fact that, obviously, the more qualified agents or agents that have been in a little longer would never want to go on salary because why He's would He's saying, that? would a
1: new agent want a guaranteed $75,000 salary if they didn't have to prospect if they didn't yeah. have to market, if the leads were given to them on silver platter and they literally just had to go through the transaction? But to me, why would you pay an agent $75,000 when you can hire a transaction coordinator for probably half that amount right and they can just handle the transaction because if you're just handing somebody the lead
0: well but they can't unless they're licensed i mean you're oh yeah there's plenty of, there, i mean our
1: tc's license i'm
0: just saying that they'd have yeah. to be licensed because they yeah, can't yeah. actually really do anything real estate related if not
1: my point is if you're going to give them everything on the silver platter the marketing's done uh the lead is generated they like the how they're going to do the deal mm-hmm. then why wouldn't you just pay them as a tc
0: yeah well i guess it depends on what people are including in those roles, like showings or like, I don't, you know, who knows? But I I don't.
1: When you, yeah, when you break it down, everything that's going out, I don't see how the level of service that like we offer, for example, you can get that down into a discount brokerage model Uh, unless you did just go, okay, we're going to just go heavy on hiring transaction coordinators. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think especially now with where the market is going, I mean, to to produce like video content is like not cheap mm-hmm. you know t- now it's almost in my mind a requirement to have prof- professional photography 100%. where i feel like it's all going in the opposite direction because forever agents were getting paid the same amount i mean if we go back even to greg hagan like the day of the book i mean mm. you literally didn't have to do any i mean you weren't even taking photos if you didn't have a camera at your home yeah. like a- and to think that now it needs to be like pushed more even though we're offering more. I mean the whole thing. I think I think that's a little bit of a racket. I don't think that there's much in there. I do think that there's probably people being overpaid or overcharged if they're not doing anything and they're uh, so I get that. I mean, I get the argument of people just like putting things on Here's, MLS. I encountered all the time from expireds like, "Oh no, my agent didn't believe in in um social like media. social media." And you're like, "And that's why you're still sitting here." And you feel bad because they've now lost yeah. this huge chunk of like of of days on market that like you just can't ever get back for if, them. If
1: you're getting the type of service that is put the put the house on the MLS, take some photos, the MLS feeds over to Zillow, and that's it, then yeah, yeah, then yes, David, there's too much money in the commissions. But if you're getting uh, an over the top marketing plan a transaction coordinator that's going to, a transaction and a listing coordinator that's gonna connect with the client and they're getting two, three, four people to support their transaction all the way through, Right. then there may be too little money in For in sure. commissions, right? Sure. Yeah. It's all comes down to the value exchange and agents need to keep that in mind. The, the discount brokers that are gonna come in and take your business, they're gonna take the business of those that aren't investing back into their listings, right. that are just hoping and po- posting on the, and maybe they're in a great market and maybe they're getting lucky right now, yeah. but they're just waiting for the sale to happen. Those are the agents that are super vulnerable. Those are the agents that are um, gonna just basically gonna get squeezed out of the business because yeah, if I'm a consumer and I can I can pay you six and all you're doing is literally posting the listing on the MLS or I can pay a discount brokerage, and they're actually going to do maybe professional photos and a floor yeah. plan and maybe a map. I guess the prob
0: the hard, the thing that I have a really hard time because there's been a few times that I've been on listings and people have mentioned discount brokerages that are willing to sort of list it for. I think I've even heard and. I'm, like three percent or something crazy, where I'm not even. I mean, I don't know how they're even able to do their job, let alone offer out a co-broke. Mm-hmm. So, and unfortunately, in this business, there's lots of buyers agents that are like, sort of like manipulating their buyers depending on commit, like what's being yeah. offered out to. So, like even as a listing, like you're doing yourself a disservice by going that low, because then what's the incentive on the other end to get somebody into your home? It's unfair and it's unfortunate, and like we hope it's not happening, but we know that it yeah. is. I was
1: on a listing appointment. The end of the week last week and the guy had tried it for sale by owner for a little bit and he's like listen I figured out that that's clearly not the path he's like n- n- agents won't even show my property yeah <laughs> you know so because
0: well, you, you know who wants to deal with the homeowner right in all honesty I mean and I'm sure as soon as you put that thing online you'll probably get so many showings he's like where were all these people three weeks ago I mean it again it's unfortunate and again I hate to say that that actually happens but it it does, Definitely does. I mean it certainly does Racket number 1. On to it. All right. Woo-hoo.
1: Tax deductions for the realtor, you can't deduct the ball game. Mhm. But you can mag, yeah. possibly maybe deduct, deduct the beer. The beer.
0: I mean, who needs the ball game then?
1: Is it a racket that the eye And the R and the S will not let you deduct events anymore with the new tax plan.
0: Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around all of it because I feel like a lot of our, especially in sales, a lot of our, uh, a lot of our networking and business is happening at events, or you're invited to events, or just the amount of like HBRA events that, like, I feel like we're like a lot of events in real estate that, like, you're supposed to go because, like, you're networking and you're meeting new people, and you know, I, I, I still
1: don't have clarity on if if I do a mega open house, I've had, I, I should say back up. I have had clarity that that is an event that that's like can, marketing that, would that be marketing. you can write off, but you yeah. can't write off. Okay.
0: Let's go to lunch.
1: You know, I'm going to take client yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Let me take you guys out to this event. We're going to yeah. talk about, you know, uh, the project of listing your big waterfront home. And we're going to do that at the event and, right. and, and right. whatever. Right. So the wall street journal reports that the IRS is working on guidance that would clarify the deductibility of expenses for client meals under the new tax law. And what they're saying is the guidance is expected to be that. Uh, the cost of business meals will be 50% deductible, mm-hmm. even when those meals are purchased at an event. So
0: so you don't get to write off the event, but you get to write off the meal. 50%. Yeah.
1: Now, w- when you write these meals off, as it was in the past, you can't write off the... Uh, the tip, right? Can write off the taxes that you get charged, obviously on it. Um, it's just a fifty percent rule on those meals. Um, hmm. I think
0: I'll skip the event and just drink the beer.
1: Just drink beer. Yeah. Hey, we'll just get the beer.
0: Come on over. <laughs> beer here, yeah. I I mean tailgate outside the event and then just. I, I know for sure <laughs> when I sat
1: down with my accountant, I, you know, everyone was pumping up this new tax plan. I'm like, is there going to be benefits? He's like, mm, really, your industry as a real estate agent, as a service industry, you got a little bit squeezed more than most businesses because there were some things you could do. And now and they even use the word in this uh, article, and we'll link it up. They use the word gray area and we're not positive until there's more clarity. If. Some of these write-offs you've done in the past are are in the gray area, or not? Right,
0: I and I, I, it, I they are in the gray area. A lot of like. my write-offs yeah. could be yeah.
1: potentially gray. Yeah. All right, racket number two. Indie brokerages are facing a very, very difficult time.
0: Things are happening in California. Yeah. Things are happening.
1: So. Uh, the company here Pacific Union agreed to sell to compass this August Pacific Union by the way huge billion how much are do they doing in sales approximately 18 billion in closings billion. this year that puts them
0: that's above compass that
1: puts them in the top 10. Woo. In closed transactions in the country. For sure. Uh, in closed volumes, rather.
0: Yeah. So they sold off. And then, not in this article, but we could, I, I found another article, though, too, that there's two other indie companies in the San Francisco area, too, that are now merging so that they don't have right. to sell off into Compass or so, Compass won't buy And we've them seen, and
1: we've talked about it on the show plenty of times, Holy huge, moly. huge M&A, you know, in the last couple of years. Do you think for an indie brokerage, because because here's where it's. Uh, a little bit contradictory Yeah, is people are like real estate's hyper local. It's super local. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. in your market, Mm -hmm. know your market inside Mm -hmm. and out. Mm -hmm. But on the flip, you're seeing these indie brokerages or boutique brokerages or smaller brokers or one office brokers sell out to the competition. So why, if real estate is super local, are a lot of these indie brokerages selling right now or boutique brokerages?
0: So I, it's interesting because I, I feel it, like, so I wasn't necessarily in the industry in 2000, but I remember there was sort of that big shift in 2002 and all of a sudden things were turning to like the internet mm-hmm. and people just didn't have the money or expertise to to sort of invest in. Because at that time the internet was like, could you aff- like could you afford to build out, you know, sort of that platform yourself? I mean, so I, I feel like it's sort of happening again now, like even though there's $18 billion that that this company has in sales, they're saying that they just don't have enough in order to compete over the next four years.
1: They're in the top, but but Pacific's, Did I mean, you read 18 it? That's billion. What said. That's they're what They're in the saying. top yeah. 10 so in, in closed they're volume. They're being super
0: realistic. Maybe they're just a little tired too. Maybe they're like, yeah, like, let's just hand them off. What are we doing? What do we, we're Instagramming now. No,
1: I want to look at their, their Instagram feed, Pacific Union. Because, you know, what i see a lot of these indie brokerages or you know on a smaller scale the boutique brokerages locally the reason that ultimately they have to sell out to because a bigger well because the owner
0: is probably going to be retiring we see that locally that, around here and like if they go like there's nothing but else below more that.
1: importantly they did that's 18 didn't, billion dollars more I mean, importantly I'm sure they, they more didn't build a significant enough brand even though locally they're well known they didn't build a brand that will live past that rainmaker if the broker is still billion. selling' There's more no than that's, why want, that's why I want. that's why I want to look up Pacific because I'm like they must have a, a really strong brand on the west coast, yeah. I've certainly read about them in the Swanpole reports and all yeah. this stuff um I haven't seen this brand that that is certainly reaching me here on the East Coast, but I was interested, and I will look it up after the show to see what their brand looks like, yeah, um I do believe on a smaller level, this is a big deal, but on big. a smaller level, if you're like most of American, there's just, there's this this one shop in your market that's that's the small boutique, and then there's mm-hmm. all the, the normal names that you mm-hmm. hear of. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really hard for that small shop, if they don't have a full-fledged marketing team in-house, if they're not really doing a lot of local content, but but really engaging with the community on that content and getting out there like, like feet on the ground in the community right. type of stuff. I think it's gonna be very difficult to compete with with the bigger uh, companies. Re- one of the reasons being, and this ties into our third racket really, really nicely, is everything is more expensive right now. Right. You know, so like, uh, it's more expensive. If you want to invest your money into big real estate projects, it's more expensive because everything's gone up. Building. Yeah. If you want to invest your money into the stock market, it, it it's it's gone up. Everything has gone up. And so what's gonna end up happening yeah. as everything goes up is people are gonna be able, because everything's more expensive, people afford a little bit less on their home. Right. When they start to afford a little bit less on their home and, and uh, sellers don't have an, as easy of a time selling as they have the last five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. and I know not here locally, but right. nationally.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. What you're gonna see is they're gonna reach out to brokers and agents that they think can get a wider reach. Right, And naturally, these bigger companies that have tons of offices are going to be perceived as having a wider reach, getting right. a buyer from right. outside the area of to course. come Of course, they
0: just think that they're a bigger beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So right. they're
1: going to get more, I think, over the next five, six, seven years. I think the bigger companies get bigger, the ones that are operating, uh, that aren't losing sight of things like iBuyer and taking these features and implementing, well, yeah, I like Rheology just of, did it. Yeah, I mean,
0: they're just doing an iBuyer, too. It's just the whole thing is... Things are happening,
1: right? So, I don't know. I do think it's it it is going to be harder for the indie buyer. I think I agree with this. This isn't a racket. It's a scary time. If I'm an indie not buyer broker, um, well, especially if you're seeing
0: an eighteen billion
1: dollar like yeah, they're independent. They're private, but they're certainly not uh, a a little small shop. All right, racket number three. Mortgage mortgage rates. rates go to a seven year high after the Fed hike of last week. Is it a racket to think that over the next, we'll call it 12 months, mm-hmm. prices don't decrease well, because of the increase in the mortgage rate?
0: I have something in my eye. Just, huh. just cause I've been trying really hard not to look all weird, like flicking at it. But anyway, um, I do think it has a, a, a direct effect on on, on prices. Mm-hmm. If, if anything, it, it definitely has an effect on what buyers can afford. I was just even out this past weekend. I've got some move-up buyers. Their current home is like at a – I think their interest rate is 3.75. Obviously, we're creeping up to 5%. So those are things that they're taking into consideration. They do need to sell, they do need to buy. So inevitably the transaction is going to occur because they need to go larger. But obviously they're now, you know, feeling like you know, it's it's going to be a little bit difficult of more difficult of a move or maybe not the house won't be they won't be able to afford quite as much yeah. now because of of the difference there. Yeah, so it's not it's a it's very interesting. A hundred
1: yeah. percent prices are going to stabilize over the next few years or go down. Yeah. Uh, Thirty year fixed mortgage rate jumped to four point seven two percent, up from four point six five. Uh, the fifteen year averaged four point one six, with an average half uh, percent rising from last week's four point one one percent i am hearing from a lot of people right now geez everything on the market is just way overpriced it's just way overpriced for sure people in in more robust markets than ours are saying the same thing uh and if buyers continue to feel that way well now if they can afford less on their mortgage right and oh by the way the town that we're sitting in right now while we shoot this from from this office location here the, the uh first selectman says he said it uh, you know, publicly in some type of article, and then I reached out to him personally. He said, hundred percent in this town. That's not every town, obviously. The mill, but this town taxes are going up. Yeah. So if you're now in a town, you know, this town here has a top twenty high school in in Connecticut, but it's always been a really attractive town because taxes weren't too too bad. Right. But now they're putting in fifty million bucks into the school system. Taxes are going to jump significantly. Mm-hmm. Taxes jump." Interest rates jump. This is a town I can see for sure prices going down in. Right. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Or, I mean, again, people are just having to sit still even longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I think that we've seen in, in Connecticut a lot of people are just having to sit still because they can't make any move. And now they're going to have to probably sit still even yeah. longer now because they, they can't afford to go or their prices still haven't come up. I mean, we're going to – unfortunately, we'll continue to see. Because I even have some folks that are like, oh, well, I – you know. You know, we're also really close to uh, like a hospital here too, so we get a lot of doctors. And obviously, like debt to income plays a little bit of a role there too, because of like the amount of money that they take out in, um, in student loans. So there are some people that are just hoping, like, hey, by next year. But then it's like, well, maybe what you would have saved by sort of paying down your get, loans, your rate. I mean, it's just they're, they're going to get so it as many close, variables.
1: Yeah, they're going to get it as close to five percent in 2019 as they possibly can, if if the economy is feeling confident when we come out of this winter in november and and so on if they're feeling confident still in january no doubt in my mind that the fed tries to get it as close to five hopefully they don't put a five in front of it hopefully it's like 4.99 or something because that'll just make buyers feel a little bit better because you got a four in front but yeah i think i think the interest rates are going to continue to rise and it's not a racket to think that prices come down because of that yeah um so get it in now get your money in while it's good if you're a serious buyer and you For have sure. have a reason to buy For right sure. yeah um if you guys have a comment please post them in youtube or in facebook or on ig a fun wherever, one to see wherever, yeah wherever you're seeing this in the comments and uh certainly if you have a question put it right in the comments and like we did with david's question we will Thanks, David. address it and if you haven't already hit the like or the subscribe or the oh. follow wherever you're seeing you're the like, real word. You're like one of those do it all. Like, the like one of those people. The the like heart. Subscribe. Like the subscribes. The dislikes. The dislike. We went over want. dislikes
0: last time. We don't want dislikes. All
1: right. Have a good week, guys. Bye, guys. Keep it real.